This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 138. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So for this week's episode, as usual, being it is Sunday, March 14th, 2021, we are doing the weekly roundup of news and rumors from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this. First up, patent Canon RF200 F2L IS USM and other big white lenses. It's no secret that Canon is going to announce a slew of RF mount Super Telefoot telephoto lenses later in 2021. Which ones will come first remains a mystery, but I'm quite happy to report that Canon has finally patented an RF200 F2L IS USM optical formula, a lens I would be over the moon about when it gets officially announced. I haven't yet seen an optical formula for the rumored RF1200 F8L IS USM, but I still remain confident that we will see that lens at some point over the next year or two. Canon News has a good breakdown of the back focus distances when it comes down to super telephoto lenses, and it definitely looks like the patented RF200 F2L IS USM is the real deal. So first up, we have the Canon RF200 F2L ISUSM, focal length 200 millimeters, F number 2.06, half angle of view 6.17, image height of 2164, total lens length 196.01 millimeters, back focus of 38.50 millimeters. Next up, we have the Canon RF300 F2.8 LIS USM, focal length 292.53 millimeters, F number is 2.90, half angle of view is 4.23, image height of 2164, total lens length of 273.92 millimeters, and a back focus of 76.35 millimeters. Next up, we have the Canon RF400 F2.8 LIS USM, focal length 392.57 millimeters, F number 2.90, half angle of view 3.15, image height of 21.64, total lens length of 371.15 millimeters, and a back focus of 75 millimeters. Then we have the Canon RF 500mm F4L IS USM, focal length 489.05mm, F number 4.12, half angle of view 2.53, image height of 2164, total lens length is 411.08mm with a back focus of 100mm. Then we have the massive RF 600mm F4L IS USM, focal length 585mm, F number 4.12, half angle of view 2.12, image height of 2164, 
Total lens length is 475.0 millimeters with a back focus of 103.93. And last one is the Canon RF 800 millimeter beast f 5.6 l isusm focal length 777 millimeters f number 5.80 half angle of view 1.59 image height of 21.64 total lens length 498.01 millimeters and a back focus of 158.67 millimeters now that's a lot of super telephoto lenses to talk about and i'm excited to see this as i mentioned in the, the last rumor news and rumors episode it's there's talk that canon is going to drop a massive amount of rf glass in 2021 and it looks like they might be getting ready to do that now by releasing all of these super telephotos they're going to pretty much fill in all of the super telephotos that they had in the ef mount world in the rf world so this is absolutely some exciting news from canon rumors for this week and i have a feeling it's going to make a lot of shooters especially like your wildlife shooters and sports shooters extremely happy to see these massive white lenses getting ready to come into existence in the real world that is absolutely crazy next up patent for canon rf 100 millimeter f2 is stm macro the RF mount is obviously missing macro offerings, but I expect that to change in 2021. Here we have an interesting patent for a macro optical formula uncovered by Canon News. An RF 100mm f2 ISSTM would definitely be a welcomed and cost-conscious lens for RF mount shooters. If this does become a consumer product, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with an RFL macro lens. So as the patent is listed, it's a Canon RF 100mm f2 ISSTM, focal length of 99.80 millimeters, f number 2.06, half angle of view 12.23 degrees, image height of 2164 millimeters, lens length 118.38 millimeters with a back focus of 21.99. Now, there is also a patent in the wild for a Canon RF 70mm f2 ISSTM macro with a focal length of 70.50 millimeters, f number of 2.06, half angle of view of 17.06 degrees, image height of 2164 millimeters, lens length of 94.86, and a back focus of 17.89 millimeters. Now, I would definitely be excited to see the 100 millimeter macro lens come out. I used to have the Canon EF 100 millimeter F 2.8 L IS USM macro lens, and I got rid of that when I got rid of most of my EF glass to get my Fujifilm system. And I would definitely be excited to see a cost effective macro lens in 100 millimeter focal length be released for the RF mount. So I'm definitely going to be watching this story with bated breath to see if this lens does indeed become reality because if it does i will absolutely be picking up one of those lenses and last up for canon rumors this week there is a cinema eos r camera in the pipeline likely for early 2022 there have been a few new rumors since the launch of the eos r that a cinema eos model would be coming to the mirrorless lineup i haven't heard anything about such a camera for more than a year that has changed this week as it looks like we will see an EOS R5C in early 2022. I'm just calling it the R5C to keep things easy. 
I have been told that the camera will have a slightly different body design than the EOS R5, likely to combat the heat and some ergonomic changes. The only other information the source knew is that it will definitely have internal NDs, Canon Log 2 and 3. The source wasn't sure which image sensor was going to be featured in the camera, so I don't know whether it's a 4K or an 8K camera. But stay tuned to Canon Rumors going forward for more information to come as it becomes available. And I'm a little bit surprised this week, but that's all the stories I had for Canon Rumors. Apparently, the owner is slacking off this week because usually I have a good six to eight new stories each week. And this week, there were only three new ones. Now, there was a story I didn't cover from last week about rumors on the EOS R1 mirrorless uh flagship camera but that was complete garbage uh canon rumors gave it a c0 which means absolute bull chips uh, so i wasn't gonna bother my listeners with all that fake information because i don't believe in being clickbaity so i did not report on that all right so now we're gonna move on to nikon rumors for this week First up, Nikon NEF codec version 1.31.1 released. Nikon released the NEF or Nikon electronic format codec version 1.31.1 with a single fix. Fixed an issue that prevented files in the recycle bin being restored to their original locations after the NEF codec was installed. You can download the latest version from the link in this article, which will be included in the show notes as usual, so that my user or my listeners can check it out for themselves. Next up, Mayer Optic Gorlitz uh, Primo Plan 58mm f1.92 lens for Nikon F mount announced. Today, Meyer Optic Gorlitz announced a new PrimoPlan 58mm f1.92 manual focus lens for the Nikon F-mount. Pre-orders are already open at B&H Photo. The initial PrimoPlan 58mm f1.9 was developed by the brilliant Meyer Optic designer Paul Schaefer 80 years ago. Its light intensity of 1 to 1.9, which was considered extremely high back then, made the PrimoPlan 58mm f1.9 one of the most exciting lenses of its time. The PrimoPlan 58mm f1.9 gained its legendary reputation among photographers around the world in no time at all. The Meyer Optic Gorlitz already has five F-mount lenses. The next lens to be announced will be the TrioPlan 35. The Trial Plan 100 has been released. The Trial Plan 50 has been released. There's a Trial Plan 35 in the works. A Primo Plan 75 has been released. The Primo Plan 58 was announced today, and the Lida 30 has already been released. Sample photos from the new Meyer Optic Gorlitz Primo Plan 58mm f1.9 Mark II lens have been included in this article, which will be in the show notes. All right, so the mounts available for this lens will be Canon EF, Fuji X, Leica L, Leica M, Micro, uh, no, M42, Micro Four Thirds, Nikon F, Pentax K, and Sony E. The aperture is f1.9 to f22, focal length is 58 millimeters, filter diameter is 52 millimeters, minimum object distance 0.5 meters, rangefinder coupling for Leica, no focusing must be done via live view. And the full press release can be found at Photo Rumors. And again, you can get on over to that link to that article from the article, this article in my show notes for this week. 
Next up, the new Viltrox 85mm f1.8Z autofocus mirrorless full-frame lens for Nikon is now in stock. The latest reviews, an exclusive 10% off coupon. The new autofocus full-frame mirrorless lens for Nikon Z-Mount, the Viltrox 85mm f1.8Z, is now in stock at Viltrox. Get 10% off with the code NikonRumors. Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, per gear, and B&H Photo. And here are the latest reviews of the Viltrox 85mm Z lens. Um, there's one that's in German, and then you can also see the related discussion at the Nikon Z mirrorless camera Facebook group. And there is an accompanying Viltrox video there, as well as some My Expectation videos from YouTube that you can check out. So there's actually several videos here on this lens that my listeners can check out for themselves. Next up, the Nikon Z9 professional mirrorless camera development officially announced. As I already reported, Nikon just announced the development of their long-rumored Z9 professional mirrorless camera. The only details provided are newly developed FX format stacked CMOS sensor, new image processing engine, support for AK video recording, and various other video specifications. That is all that Nikon is releasing at this time. And there is the little blurb from the official Nikon release from Tokyo at the bottom of this article that my listeners can check out for themselves. And unfortunately, that wraps up Nikon rumors for this week. Uh, Just like Canon rumors, Nikon rumors seems to be slacking just a little bit this week, only giving me three or four new articles instead of their usual six to eight. So looks like it's going to be a short episode, folks. And now, before we head on out of, over to Fuji Rumors for this week, let's take a short break. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. So now getting into Fuji rumors for this week, let's see what we have. First up, the $2 million Smart Tripod Head Kickstarter campaign is ending. The Polaris Smart Electronic Tripod Head is a Kickstarter campaign that is a new designed electronic tripod head. It does look absolutely amazing. Uh, Ben Rose Smart Electronic Tripod Head raised more than $2 million on Kickstarter. Click here to read what this is all about. The campaign will end in a few hours, and this was uh, earlier today, so it's ending today. Uh, Benro is a respected company with lots of loyal and happy customers all over the world. I doubt they would destroy their entire business to scam people one time on Kickstarter. Seems unlikely to me at least, but what do you think? It supports the following Fujifilm cameras, the GFX100, the Fujifilm XE3, the X-H1, X-Pro2, X-T1, X-T2, X-T3, X-T4, the GFX50R, and the GFX50S. For more details, you can check out the Kickstarter campaign at the link in this article in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. Now, I'm not sure how expensive this tripod head is going to be, but if it supports my GFX50R, and it's not listed here that it 
does currently, but hopefully with a firmware update, it would support the GFX 100S, then I might be interested in picking one of these up to use with my medium format mirrorless system. Um, as my listeners know, I have the 50R now, and I'm looking to hopefully soon upgrade to the 100S and then sell off my 50R. But we'll have to wait and see how things go in the next two or three weeks. Next up, BCN ranking 2020 versus 2019, Fujifilm resists best to COVID-19 and Nikon suffers. The BCN ranking for the year 2020 has been published. BCN collects data about 40% of the Japanese electronics and online stores. Every camera company lost sales compared to 2019. However, Fujifilm did best, getting very close to 2019 in terms of sales, thanks to the excellent sales of the Fujifilm X-T4, and the Fujifilm XS10 and the Fujifilm X100V. The only flop of 2020 was the Fujifilm X-T200, which is, in my opinion, the single best entry-level camera you can get, but sadly, it did not get the success it deserved. This confirms what a Fujifilm manager already hinted here. Fujifilm did better in 2020 than any other brands. Now let's look at the data. The percentage indicates how many cameras were sold in 2020 compared to 2019. Hence, Fujifilm's 91.9% means that they sold 8.1% less cameras in 2020 compared to 2019. 70% of the market is mirrorless. So Fujifilm had 91.1%. Sony had 76.5%. OM Digital had 664 Canon had 55.1 and Nikon had 36%. The cameras that pushed Fujifilm to the top of the ranking were the following, the Fujifilm X-T4, the X-S10, and the X-100V. On the other hand, the bad news for Nikon never seems to stop. They lost 64% of sales and not because Nikon was lazy. On the contrary, they were very active and launched the following mirrorless cameras, the Z62, the Z72, and the Z5. It looks like the mirrorless full-frame market is so overcrowded that not even a glorious brand with an immense history like Nikon is able to break through it. Not to talk about the powerful L-Mod Alliance, with join, uh, which joins forces with Panasonic, Leica, and Sigma, which is a fiasco. And don't trust me on this, just read what the Sigma CEO himself said in this interview of 2020. Quote, in terms of market share, Sigma is not satisfied by the L-Mount Alliance, end quote. Looking how things are going, I start to think that it was indeed a good idea for Fujifilm to stay out of the full-frame mirrorless world. They better focus on brilliant hybrid APS-C cameras and on making the medium format system smaller and more affordable. Look, the Fujifilm X-H2 will come in 2022 and it will raise the bar of hybrid cameras once again, just like the X-T3 did when it was launched and other companies needed to needed long to catch up with the specs the X-T3 was offering at such an unbeatable price. I mean, how much do you pay for 4K 60p 10-bit full-frame camera today? As for the GFX system, you tell me what will be a bigger shocker on the market, yet another mirrorless full-frame camera or a medium-format camera with 70% fuller sensor than full-frame that is smaller and more affordable than some of the full-frame mirrorless flagships out there. Because this is what is happening with the Fujifilm GFX 100S, offering twice the megapixels of the Sony A1 for a more affordable price in a body that is smaller than the Panasonic S1 series. 
It will be hard for every brand in future, but at least Fujifilm will offer something different, giving themselves more chances to resist in the market with a unique offering. You can buy the Fujifilm GFX100S, a B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The Fujifilm X-T4 at the same free retailers minus Focus Camera and Moment. And the Fujifilm X-S10 at B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Moment, and Focus Camera. So it is definitely interesting to see that out of all the camera companies, Fuji lost the least amount of market share during the global pandemic. Next up, why the Fujinon XF33 F1.4 RWR is not the XF35 F1.4 Mark II. Recently, we told you that Fujifilm will launch the Fujinon XF33 F1.4 RWR in 2021. I noticed some saying that this is the much desired and awaited 35mm F1.4 RWR Mark II, but it's not for these two reasons. Saying that the XF33 F1.4 is the XF35 1.4 Mark II would be like saying that the upcoming XF18 1.4 is a Mark II version of the XF16 F1.4, which obviously it is not. That would be already enough, but I'll give you more. So far, Fujifilm has released the following Mark II versions of existing lenses. The XC16-50, the XC50-230, the XF10-24, and the XF27. In all the Mark II lens versions listed above, the optical formula inside the lens remains the same. What changes are other things like the addition of weather sealing or OIS improvements or the addition of an aperture ring or etc. The upcoming Fujinon XF 33mm f1.4 RWR instead will not follow that pattern, coming in with a slightly different focal length and consequently also a different optical design compared to the Fujinon XF 35. And you know what? That's so good. I know this opinion makes me very unpopular in the Fuji community, but as I have written in the past, I don't think Fujifilm should update the XF35. I own this lens, see it at work in Barcelona here at a link in this article, and I love it as is with its well-calculated imperfections that give it that magic look Fujifilm explained here. If Fujifilm would release an XF35 Mark II, people would have certain expectations. For example, they'd want to keep it the same size as the 3514, or they'd want it to retain the image quality, magic, and so forth. But the XF33 F1.4 will give Fujifilm design freedom. If they want to make it optically, clinically perfect, give it super autofocus, then they can just make it significantly bigger and put big glass and huge AF motors in it. Or on the contrary, if they want to make it smaller, they can choose to rely more on digital image quality correction to keep size down as much as possible. Whatever way Fujifilm decides to go for, go for, they can do so because this will be a new lens with its own characteristics that will make it very different and unique from the current and much-loved XF35. Everything is possible with the XF33, as anybody, and nobody expects it to be the XF35. So that is it for that article. That's quite an interesting article. And I would say I have to agree with the owner of Fujifilm, uh, Fuji Rumors. I think he's 100% right. It's not going to be a Mark II of the 35. It's going to be its own unique lens with its own unique characteristics. And that's exactly what Fuji was looking for with this new lens formula. All right, and last up for Fuji rumors for this week, breaking the Fujinon XF33 1.4 RWR coming in 2021. 
According to our sources, Fujifilm will launch the XF33 lens in 2021. So let's add this lens to the other rumored lenses. GF zoom lenses, most likely in 2021. Rumors, XF150 to 600, most likely in 2022. The XF33 1.4, most likely in 2021. And the XF18 F1.4, 2021, an official, unofficial Fujifilm roadmap. So stay tuned as there will be more Fuji rumors coming in the upcoming weeks and months. And that is going to wrap it up for Fuji rumors for this week. So let's head on over to Sony Alpha rumors. First up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, leaked first image piece showing the new Sony 50mm f1.2 GM lens. This is the first leak image showing you the Sony 50mm f1.2 GM. The specs I have here are filter size of 72mm, close focus distance is 0.4 meters or 1.32 feet, a bit shorter than the Sigma 50mm f1.4, lighter than the Zeiss 50mm 1.4. I have been told the Sony 50mm f1.2 will cost a little bit less than the current Canon RF 50mm 1.2 L USM lens. The announcement is expected on March 16th of 2021. So we'll have to wait and see if that is actually going to become reality on March 16th. Next up, Sony will replace your 35mm GM lens. Uh, let's see. Now we know the reason why the Sony 35mm f1.4 GM lens shipment start has been delayed. Sony Hong Kong notified that the early batch of lenses may have an issue with the ornament plate. Those lenses will now be repaired for free. Here is the press test. Notice to owners of the E-mount lens FE35 f1.4 GM for interchangeable lens digital cameras. Sony has recently become aware that the ornament plate in some of the E-mount 35mm lenses blah, 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 gives the model number for an interchangeable lens digital camera may come off. However, this does not affect the optic performance of the lens. Sony will offer free inspection and free of charge repairs for the affected lenses. Applicable model and serial number, the E-mount lens FE35 F1.4, Gold uh, Goldmaster, or whatever they want to call it, GM, uh, the SEL35 F1.4 GM for an interchangeable lens digital camera. To determine whether your E-mount lens is affected, uh, you can click here to validate the serial number. Uh, the serial number can be found on the model plate located at the bottom of the lens. And the period for free repair services until March 31st, 2024. So plenty of time to get your scent in if it does have the defective ornament plate to get it fixed for free. Next up, still confusion on the Tamron teaser. Yes, there will be soon a new 200mm FE lens, but the teaser might be for promotion only. This is a weird situation. I am 100% sure there is a new Tamron telelens with a 200mm focal length. Not sure if Prime or Zoom coming soon. And I will soon post to you something to prove it to you. But once trusted sources keeps one trusted source keeps telling me the teaser is actually for a lens promotion only. So this is a is causing some confusion. So let's be conservative and sum it up this way. On Monday, Tamron will definitely launch a new promotion, but there is also a new lens that might be announced only a short time after that. Proof will be coming soon. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. 
And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, rumor the Sony 50mm f1.2 GM will cost a bit less than the current Canon RF 50mm 1.2 L USM lens. I've been told that there will be a little bit of a price difference. The specs I got are filter size 72 millimeters, close focus distance is 0.4, a bit shorter than I mentioned all this stuff before. I apologize. Reminder on March 23rd, Sony will announce more new E mount lenses. And the price rumored for the 50 millimeter Sony F1.2 GM is $2,299, which, yes, is a few hundred dollars cheaper than the Canon RF 50mm 1.2L USM, but we'll have to wait and see if this rumor becomes reality, as I've said before, and not to be mean, but the guy that runs Sony Alpha Rumors doesn't have the greatest track record as far as rumor accuracy when it comes to be, when it comes to becoming reality. So we'll just have to wait and see if this actually happens or not. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that is going to wrap up this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast, episode 138. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. I also wanted to remind my listeners that if you want to pick up a signed copy of The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia in the Northwest Counties, you can do so at the liamphotography.net online store. And if you'd like an unsigned copy, you can find it at barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. Also, please be sure to come on over to YouTube and check out my Liam Photography YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes as usual. And you can also check out the YouTube channels for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania. If you'd be kind enough to stop by, give the channels all a sub, watch some of the videos, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. That is it. And I will see you all again in another seven days.